the Direction Daily S&P 500 Bull and Bear 3X Shares ETFs. Trade under the ticker SPXL for the 3X Bull and XPSS for the 3X Bear. These leveraged ETFs seek a return that is 300% of the performance of the S&P 500 index for a single day. The S&P 500 index holdings include names such as Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, and Facebook, with index sector weightings including information technology, healthcare, financials, and consumer discretionary. These are highly leveraged ETFs with daily resetting designed for short-term trading, not long-term investing. To magnify your short-term perspective, whether you're a bull or a bear on S&P 500, you choose the direction. For up-to-date pricing and performance, go to direction.com. Index holdings are subject to change. Investing in the funds involves significant risk and should only be utilized by investors who understand the impact of leverage and actively monitor their portfolio. They are not designed to track the underlying index for more than a day before investing. Carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at Direction.com. Read carefully. Distributor Foresight Fund Services. Traditional medicine has some of the answers, but not all of the answers. And that's where alternative medicine comes in. Today's contest is a triple header between three cannabis-focused ETFs, which fall into the latter category. It's YOLO, MJ, and MSOS going head-to-head. So which ETF is the best play on this emerging theme of cannabis? Find out right after this. Welcome to ETF Battles. I'm Ron DeLegge. Great to have you with us. If you're here for the first time, be sure to subscribe to ETF Guide TV. Hit the like button if you've been enjoying our content. And if you've got an ETF battle that you'd like to see, give us those ticker symbols in the comment section below or on our Twitter feed at ETF Guide. If you see a specific battle recommended by another viewer that you like, be sure to hit the like button on that comment. And that way we can uh, know which ETF battles are the most urgent. The global cannabis market is expected to rise at a 24% compounded annual growth rate, and it's going to become a $66 billion market by 2025. Cannabis is being used as a medical application to deal with chronic pain, mental illness, and other ongoing chronic health problems that people have that traditional treatments just haven't been able to successfully tackle. And today's ETF battle was requested by a viewer named Decipher Code. I had to read this one closely because I I almost got Depeche mode in my head when I saw it, but it's the cipher code. So hat tip to you, Decipher, for the recommending this battle. This is a triple header between two actively managed ETFs from the same company. It's YOLO and MSOS going against the indexed linked MJ, which is managed by ETF MG. So who wins the battle? Well, judging today's matchup, is an illustrious duo. We've got Eric Balchonis at Bloomberg and Mike Akins at ETF Action. Gentlemen, great to have you back. Good to be here, Ron. Good to be here, Ron. So we got our four battle categories, cost, exposure, strategy, performance, and then the mystery category. The mystery category is where you guys get to choose that single factor or multiple factors that you think are crucial to today's triple header. And we also have a wild card category where you guys can pick another ETF if you see something else that you think is much better than what we've got on today's menu. And I will be keeping score. I've got my scorecard ready. And uh, let's begin with the first category, which is cost. Mike, get us started. Yeah, I'm not going to spend much time here. They all charge right around 75 basis points. Um, For this category, cost is going to be a very little um, determinant from the standpoint of that, um, they're all 
fairly liquid. So I think it's a tie and a toss up for me on, on cost. And I'll save my time for some of the other categories. Excellent. Thank you, Mike. We got you down for a split decision. Eric, you're up next. How do you see it in terms of cost? Uh, I have to echo what Mike said. I mean, I guess MJ trades a ton. Uh, although the other two are getting up there, uh, they're all liquid enough. Um, but I guess you'd have to give it to MJ by a hair. You know, it's 75 basis points is the fee, but the spread's only one basis point. So that's really tough. Uh, plus, we're talking about a basis point or two when these things are going to deviate much more wildly in return. But if you have to ask me to, to pick one, I'll go MJ. Excellent. Got you down for MJ. Next up is exposure strategy. Eric, you're still up. Give it to us. Yeah, so I have spent a lot of time, not a lot of time, but a good amount of time with our uh, analyst for Bloomberg Intelligence who covers uh, the cannabis industry. He also covers alcohol and like other consumer products. He has one of the best beats, I got to say. Um, and when I, when I look at the numbers in the industry, what I really step away from every time I work with him on a note is that what you want is multi-state operators and you want the U.S. Uh, because that is where the real money is. That's where the growth in the, when you look at cannabis numbers and the revenue and all that, all those projections, the bulk of it is supposed to come from the U.S., both recreationally, medicinally. And so I go to I look at the holdings of all these and MJ is heavy into Canada. And that was a big thing with the early cannabis ETFs. They um, it wasn't uh, really kosher to, to, to invest in them here. And you couldn't invest in multi-state operators because of the, it's federally illegal still. So. Uh, they did their best investing around the world. Um, but then YOLO came along and, and took it a little further with a little more US. But then MSOS really, uh, I think, solved this by using swaps to get M um, MS, uh, multi-state operators. And it's 100% US. And so, um, the, by the way, the exact figure is 90% of the revenue is supposed to come from the US. So, of course, you'd want to be in the US. And that would trump all other things, um, you know, whether it be sector or small cap, large cap. To me, that's the makes MSOS the winner in this case by landslide. Thank you very much, Eric. And also great job on the wardrobe choice, a tie dye shirt for today's episode. Uh, I should have mentioned that earlier, but uh, kudos to you on that. I wish I could say I got this at a fish concert, but I got it at Old Navy. <laughs> okay. You know what? I knew it would come in handy, Ron. Mike, how do you see it in terms of uh, exposure strategy for these three ETFs? Uh, give, give us your take. Well, I can tell you that living here in Denver for the last 15 years, that uh, the U.S. is a very uh, fertile ground and a big market for marijuana. Just watching the explosion of dispensaries and how readily available it is in this city, I have no doubt that it will be replicated across the states as it becomes legalized in more and more markets. It makes sense the U.S. would be the biggest market uh, so I echo Eric's statement on the concept of the multi-state operators. Um, and MSOS obviously was designed with that in mind. Um, you can get other exposure to that with um, YOLO and other products are slowly starting to, cannabis products are starting to introduce those as well. Um, however, you know, I do think there's, there's a, another thought process with that multi-state operator and, and just understanding the total return swap and what you're getting and the transparency into it. Um, I actually think the biggest driver for me in this space is, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, um, is who's your active manager? Um, I think this is a space where active matters. So both MSOS and YOLO are active. MJ is completely passive. 
Um, you know, the biggest knock I have on MJ is it's about 23% tobacco. Um, and I think tobacco will be a long-term player into this space, but I would guess it's going to be more through buying some of the companies that you want to own. Um, so I, I would argue just from that perspective, if you're truly looking for true exposure, I would exclude MJ on this, on this battle, even though it's the largest and most liquid. And I would then focus in and look and say, who do I believe can pick it? Um, I'm actually thinking that the best way to get exposure to this space is to pick an active manager. Um, about half of the um, ETFs in this space out of the 10 cannabis ETFs in the market are active. I would look at those and then I would look at their strategies. For this particular battle, um, it's hard to argue with Eric's point, um, and I'm not going to with respect to getting exposure in the US. So I'll roll with MSOS as well. Um, but those are my broad points on how to get there. Those are some solid takes. Thank you very much, Mike. We shift next to performance. So, Mike, you're still up. Which of these three ETFs jumps out at you? Well, I mean, from a historical performance, they're all pretty new, except for MJ. And then MJ's track record, half of it is when it was a Latin American product. So you got to make sure you exclude that if you're looking at the whole thing. Um, I think, you know, out of the gates, um, year to date, you're looking at uh, or MJ being the top performer, yellow really close to it. The multi-states have actually, after a huge explosion, um, saw a pullback. Um, but I think one of the things I would note is over the last year, there's seven cannabis ETFs that have been on the market for a year now. There is nearly a 100% difference between the top performer and the bottom performer in this category. So you want to talk about wow. return. It is in this category. There is a big difference between these strategies. Um, I like that active standpoint. Um, I have a hard time with MSOS and getting true transparency into it. So I'm on performance, going to give the nod to YOLO um, just because I can understand where that performance came from better. Um, but um, MOSO, MSOS is also um, you know, right there with it. It's going to be very, all these strategies are very volatile, but I'll give the nod to YOLO for performance. Um, since kind of common inception of these three products we're talking about. Thank you, Mike. I got you down for YOLO on performance. Eric, how do you see it in terms of performance? Yeah, um, you know, when you look at different categories here, uh, MJ really <coughs> seems to outperform. Uh, it's also the oldest one, as Mike said. But if you go year to date, MJ's doubling YOLO and tripling MSOS. Uh, if you look at when there's a pop, uh, it did better then. Uh, you go back one year, though, it gets a little more even. I think there's a little more parity over the past year. They're all up around 60%. So I would give it to MJ um, you know, just because it's got the longer track record. It's, uh, you know, performance has been pretty good despite that can Canadian exposure. Um, and remember, you know, Canada leads in a lot of this stuff, too. So it's not like Canada is bad, per se. Um, it's just more about trying to skate where the puck will be. But this is on performance, and I got to give it to MJ. Uh, even though I think the puck will be sent over to MSOS's holdings more in the future. But MJ for now with the performance. Very good. That takes us to our mystery battle category where our judges can pick that single factor or multiple factors that uh, make their argument in terms of which of these ETFs really stand out. So, Eric, you're still up. What is your mystery category and who wins it? So, uh, you know, look, uh, what's interesting about MJ and MSOS is they both they both kind of messed with karma a little bit, in my opinion, in that they got cute with the SEC. Um, MJ, the SEC wasn't approving pot ETFs, and MJ 
essentially was a Latin America real estate ETF. And they just said, oh, let's just change it to a pot ETF. And so they kind of pulled a fast one on the SEC. It's fine. I mean, clearly it was better to ask for forgiveness than permission in that case. MJ is here. Then they since approved them. But the MSOS comes along and MSOS says, hey, you won't let us actually hold multi-state operators because they're federally illegal. We'll use swaps. Therefore, we're not technically holding the stocks. Okay, we're yeah. we're getting the exposure, but we're not holding the stocks. I think you know there, there's just something maybe slightly karmically tainted about those two moves, and so I would give Yolo is just clean. <laughs> it's, it's, so it's got a clean record of just you know filing, coming out, being an ETF, and, and there it is. So I only bring that up because when I think of these uh, ETFs, I, I sort of think about that whole uh, situation of how they you know, pushed the envelope a little bit to get approved. And um, so I'm going to give it to YOLO for its ability to, you know, for it, it didn't do that. And therefore, there's no possible chance of like, I don't know, some kind of a, a situation where the SEC like decides that, no, you can't do this or something. Although I don't think that's likely, but I just wanted to point that out uh, in terms of the three of them. Well, thank you very much for pointing out these details, Eric. And uh, that, by the way, also is the first time Karma's been nominated as a mystery battle category. So congratulations to you on that. And um, we shift now to Mike in terms of your mystery battle category. What is it and who wins it? So I'm going to focus. I'm going to get into the weeds a little bit on my mystery category today. I'm going to talk about ownership and percentage of ownership within a space. Um, you know, I believe that issuers are are treading a fine line when it comes to bringing out thematic strategies that have enough juice and pop to be exciting and they'll make a difference by adding my portfolio and getting too far into companies that aren't quite ready to be in a liquid tradable vehicle like an ETF. And if I look into the underlying portfolios of these companies, you know, um, year to date, we've seen about $1.8 billion attract into these marijuana ETFs. That's of a $3.5 billion category. So 50% of the assets in this category, over 50%, has happened this year. When I dive into the top-held names and I start looking through the names that are most commonly held in these funds, I see things like Metafarm Lads Corporation out of Canada. That's a market capitalization of $56 million. Um, 19 million of that is held in these ETFs. So 34% of the outstanding shares of this company are in that. I can go through the list. If I want to look a little bigger, I can look at something like um, oh, just let me pick one out here. Uh, Village Farms International, $785 million company. $128 million of that company is owned by ETFs. And I think you can get into a situation in this space, and we've seen it, I believe, with respect to how volatile the returns are, where the tail is wagging the dog. Um, people are buying into what they believe is a very liquid ETF wrapper. And they're not thinking about, I'd love to get the implied liquidity, liquidity from Eric on this, but you look at the, think about the implied liquidity of these strategies. If too much money rolls into it, they're going to inadvertently drive the price up. So you got to be very um, cognizant of that when you go to allocate to the space. And I think that in general is a reason to, to be hesitant about allocating the marijuana and marijuana ETFs. If, again, if I was going to do it, I would do it with active managers that are actually thinking about this um, it's a space where I believe active overtime will add value, especially early on as we see these companies mature. And then my last final comment is if you really want to invest in the marijuana space, move to Colorado and buy a dispensary. I've got a lot of friends that have done quite well. All right. 
Good, good, good advice. Thank you very much, Mike. So which of these ETFs, again, was your mystery battle category winner or was it a split decision? I'll go with the, kind of a split decision between YOLO and MSOS because they're both actively managed. And I like that concept in a space that really is questionable if it's mature enough, in my opinion, um, for the ETF wrapper. Okay, very good. I got you down for that split decision between those two ETFs. So that uh, takes us next to the overall recap. Each of our judges will have a chance to tell us who they think is their overall battle winner. So, um, Mike, give it to us. It's tough for me on this one. Um, <laughs> I'm torn between structure and um, where I think the returns can go. I'm going to go kind of halfway. You got MSOS that's really out there with the multi-state operators. You got MJ, which I think is probably too much big tobacco and other things that don't really fit the theme. I'm just going to go down the middle of the road and go YOLO on this one. Um, there are other strategies that I would I would also talk about. But for this battle, like, hey, maybe I think YOLO's got a good mix between um, really going after the theme and not getting too carried away with the liquidity of the underlying and things of that nature. So YOLO, but really tough, really tough decision for me today. Thank you, Mike. Eric, your final chance to weigh in. Who's your overall battle winner? I'm going to go with MSOS. Uh, like I said, uh, yeah, there's it's, it's tough. Uh, I agree with Mike. Uh, back to Mike's point on implied liquidity. Um, MJ is the only one with high implied liquidity. MSOS and YOLO are, are just, there's not, there's not a lot of, the implied liquidity isn't as strong. So he has a point there. I guess my take is um, A, in this area, um, I'm okay with that because if you invested in these stocks yourself, you would have to deal with the same issue. I think uh, you wouldn't be as big, you wouldn't drive the price up, but the spreads, all that would be a factor for you. And an ETF, what I love about an ETF in an area like this that's like pretty quickly uh, uh, unfolding, and there's a lot of news to keep on track of, and there's companies that can blow up, and there's companies that can get bought, is that you are able to capture a lot of it in a diversified way. So it's it might be a safer, even though this is the Definitely the sort of shiny object lane for ETFs. Um, it's safer than picking stocks here. So um, like Mike said, MSOS is going to be active. So you're going to give an active manager. MSOS also, it has a billion dollars. I mean, it came out and like other people noticed this. It's very difficult for an ETF to be the sixth or seventh launched in a category, especially a category that only has four or five billion and to get a billion. So the fact that it could get a billion shows you that some of the people who are really watching this space appreciate that U.S. exposure. And so if you're looking at a pot industry that is currently about $20 billion, but it's going to double to $55 billion in about five years, and 90% of that's going to come from the U.S., I just think you've got to be in the U.S. for this if that's your goal. It may not work out that way. I'm not saying that, but um, that to me just makes logical sense. And so for that, I'm going to stick with MSOS as my overall winner. All right. Well, thank you very much, judges, for weighing in. And according to my battle scorecard, in today's triple header, we've got a split decision between YOLO and MSOS with each of you making your arguments. And they were very good arguments across the board. This, I felt, was a very close matchup. You agreed in uh, many categories. But there was some disagreements and differences in terms of, uh, you know, your overall take. Eric, of course, preferring the play on cannabis with a U.S. focus. Mike making the point that, listen, you want to play this space, focus on active managers over indexed based approaches. 
And so that was also a great point. But overall, again, you guys raised some solid takes and solid points and uh, also some subtle points, too, that uh, investors and observers could easily miss. And I think that was uh, very outstanding. So great job, judges. Thank you so much for breaking it down for us in today's Cannabis Triple Header. Mike and Eric, keep up the good work. Thanks, Ron. Pleasure. Good times. Well, thank you for watching today's episode of ETF Battles. Be sure to hit the like button if you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to ETF Guide TV and post us your ETF battle requests. Do that in the comment section below or on our Twitter feed at ETF Guide. I'm Ron DeLegge. Thanks for watching. We'll catch you next time. The Direction Daily S&P 500 Bull and Bear 3X Shares ETFs. Trade under the ticker SPXL for the 3X Bull and XPSS for the 3X Bear. These leveraged ETFs seek a return that is 300% of the performance of the S&P 500 Index for a single day. The S&P 500 Index holdings include names such as Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, and Facebook, with index sector weightings including information technology, healthcare, financials, and consumer discretionary. These are highly leveraged ETFs with daily resetting designed for short-term trading, not long-term investing. To magnify your short-term perspective, whether you're a bull or a bear on S&P 500, you choose the direction. For up-to-date pricing and performance, go to direction.com. Index holdings are subject to change. Investing in the funds involves significant risk and should only be utilized by investors who understand the impact of leverage and actively monitor their portfolio. They are not designed to track the underlying index for more than a day before investing. Carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at Direction.com. Read carefully. Distributor Foresight Fund Services.